when you first took a bite of that poison-laden churro, you probably didn't think, this is going to end up with a boyfriend. Well, hello, everybody. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbshit. And you're listening to Crash Crash on on My Couch. Which is our one-stop pit stop of the internet. Of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week we answer your very important questions about getting dumped by your friends. Regretting all the things you could have been. And staying a virgin forever. All this week on Crash on My Couch. Thanks to Warby Parker for supporting Crash on My Couch. You can get boutique quality, stylish eyewear and sunglasses at revolutionary prices. Try them for yourself by going to warbyparker.com slash crash to order your free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. Hey guys. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will Dobbishet. Yeah. Today we're talking about stuff at six in the morning. Both have jet lag. Well, I have jet lag. Oh, I shouldn't be talking about that. <laughs> well, double whammy right there. Um, uh, I had to wake up extra early because I have to go on shoot today with Mr. Student Body President, MSPP. I was like about to abbreviate it and then I just said the full word, but it got garbled at the beginning. <laughs> um, and it's been my weekly routine for a little bit, which is fun. But um, it also means that I have really early call times. So that is why we're doing this so early in That's the why we're doing this at 6 a.m. Whoop, whoop. But um, as I told you guys last week, we wanted to do another full episode of... Hey, we all feel weird sometimes. Because we've been getting loads of questions from you guys, and it's getting a little bit out of hand and i feel like we should answer the ones it's getting that pretty crazy it is and i feel like we should be answering the questions that you guys are asking which makes sense if we ask you guys to send in questions it only seems right that we answer them how yes. many different ways can i say that <laughs> one sentence yes can you think of one more um get creative you should answer them now mm-hmm. that's one that's just i mean that's a statement yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay i mean 6 a.m is getting to you it's fine it's fine Okay, so, oh, we've got a message that, <laughs> that the subject line is just, am I going to die a virgin? <laughs> Me. Should we answer that one first? That's hilarious. Am I going to die a, a virgin? virgin? But before we get into that, is there any updates that you can give, babe? Anything you're working on? Anything that's been interesting this week for you? Um, I heard you got a new rug for your place. I got a new rug. That's exciting. I got, I got new pillows. <gasps> Big time. Um, exciting. It's all coming together. It's all coming together, Arden. Um, the design, laser focus. It's, it's all, it's all happening. Um, <laughs> need to get a few more things, and then I'll be, a, I'll be a happy bunny. Yeah. Then your apartment's done. Yeah. You did it so well, by the way. You know, most people who get apartments, they like, they really screw it up for the first couple months, and like have cardboard boxes everywhere. Yeah. Like when I lived with all the girls in that other house, we had cardboard boxes everywhere for such a long time. I know you did, because even after being in there for a year, when I came and saw you, it was like cover boxes. There were still cover boxes, yeah. I mean, granted, we were also disorganized like teenagers, but on top of that, it was just like, yeah, we're going to keep these cover boxes here. (laughs) They're part of the decor at a certain point. Um, But I think hats off to you for actually designing your apartment. Hats off to the chef. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Oh, what? Set. 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 Hats off to the chef? Yeah, set. But do it in that accent I just did. Why? I don't know. Okay. Hats off to the chef. Yes. Uh, Was that satisfying uh, for you? me to you. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Let's move on. I wish you could see Will clutching himself while he's doing that, like wrapping his arms around himself and rocking back and forth while he's doing that. Just so you know, that's the mental image that I have. It's early. Yeah, it is rather early. Okay, should we answer a virgin question? This is the answer to a virgin question. I mean, technically all of these are virgin questions because we haven't ever answered them. Hey, But we could actually do this. Okay. Oh, and she says, if you read this on the podcast, can I please be anonymous? Your name is... Eureka. So, Eureka has emailed in. (laughs) Has emailed in. And she says, I'm a recently turned 23-year-old super-duper gay woman who's never had sex. Solid. I added that. She didn't say solid. It's not that I don't want to, because boy, oh boy, do I want to. And I'm not exactly totally unexperienced. I just haven't done the do with another person. I can't seem to have ever been able to find someone who's willing to get to the point with me, and it's been a huge frustration to me for years. I'm starting to feel like I'll never find a mate, pun totally intended, and my age makes me feel incredibly insecure about the whole thing. I'm getting desperate. Any advice on finding a sexual partner ASAP without feeling like I'm just getting it over with? Well, Eureka. (laughs) Anonymous Eureka. You're 23. Why, why is she acting like she's, like, 54 and, like, I've never found love? Because there's, there's like, a pressure, isn't there? Oh, you're... I forget this is virginity and not, like, a relationship. Yeah, this like, is, like, oh. Know. Okay, no, I get that. But, like, it wouldn't be weird to me to think about, like, a 30-year-old that hasn't had sex yet. Yeah, but, like, you know. Stuff happens. People say things at their own pace. I get it, though. There is, like, a societal pressure. Like, society is obsessed with sex. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. I remember yeah. when I was in school, there was, like, it was a lot of pressure to, to lose your virginity. Mm. It's such a stupid, like, mindless thing as well to worry yourself about. Because then, when you look back on it, you're like, why was I so, like, why was I so worried? Uh-huh. Why was I so concerned? Why did I, like, why did I care that much about it? It just mm-hmm. wasn't, wasn't that big of a deal. You know, well, at the time it was like a badge. You know what I mean? It's like a badge of honor, a vag yeah. of honor, if you will. Yeah. Vag of honor. Yeah. Vag nice. Vag. Yeah, I heard you the first time. <laughs> I heard you the first time. I remember there were some people in my class that had sex, and it was like a, it was like a wild thing. I was like, oh, that one of them, they've had sex. <gasps> ooh, they all get like categorized as a group of yeah, people. It's like, like, ooh, like, they're the ones that are like, ha. They're like the edgy people, <gasps> and then I'm on the sideline, like. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, all smoking Tee-hee. cigarettes over in the corner. <laughs> You're like, our God is not so God he reigns. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I grew up in a private Christian high school, so there wasn't really, like, a pressure to have sex because if you had sex, you'd, you know, get pregnant and die. So it was like, uh, save it, guys. Save it. But um, didn't stop me. <laughs> um, I think it's probably important to, like, take note that it isn't that big of a deal once you've done it mm-hmm. and you realize that and i think eventually you'll find someone who will want to have, yeah. have the sex mm-hmm. have i think sex. i think that just takes a minute mm-hmm. to find someone but someone will just pop up and yeah. well, i don't think it's like you, i think you can only do so much at some point like because remember when i was like younger and i was like trying to find a girlfriend or, I don't know, trying to find anybody to get that, that was interested in me. Um, <laughs> I remember thinking, like, so, like, hopeless. Aww. And I think it just takes a while to um, 
Yeah, just to find someone. Even to find someone to have sex with. Yeah. Like, finding... Because in this, she's kind of specifying that she's having a hard time finding a girl that she can have her first, like... Yeah, encounter with. Yeah, and I totally get that because there are those scenarios. Like, even when I was single... Honey, girl, I was a horn dog. I'm like, girl, she wasn't getting none. She wasn't getting none when I was single. Um, and it's just like, I think sometimes you have a different mentality than most other people. Or it takes a while to get on the same wavelength, even sexually as someone. Yeah. So that's why so many people end up having a relationship after they've had sex with someone. Because if you're connecting to a certain level where you're already opening up enough, yeah, then it's like, if I'm already here... Let's date for five years. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm sure it must be really difficult. I mean, we can't really come from your perspective just because I'm not a gay woman and neither is Will. Um, to my chagrin, if only Will was a gay woman. Um, <laughs> but You'd love that, wouldn't you? I would. <laughs> I would absolutely love it. But, um, you know, it. It's. I'm sure it's tough figuring out that landscape, especially for your first time. So don't beat yourself up. I mean, obviously, enjoy enjoy some nightlife. Go out, have some fun, get a good group of friends together. I swear to God, that's always how you have sex with someone is because it's someone in a group of friends or it's someone on Tinder. But you know, enjoy it and don't don't get too frustrated from it because you are 23. You've still got all of your golden years ahead of you, and it's not like weird that you haven't had some real-ass lesbian sex yet, I think you'll be okay. Nice. Yeah, real-ass lesbian sex. (laughs) Oh, gosh. She also says, any advice on finding a sexual partner ASAP without feeling like just getting it over with? That's the other thing. It feels like you are just trying to get it over with. Yeah. But you always are trying to get it over with when you're in, like, that age. That's true. not that age. Like, I'm... When you lose your virginity. I'm a year older. Yeah, I mean, I was getting it over with when I lost my virginity. Yeah, I think when you... When you, yeah, I think it, I think you just want to get it over with because you just want to be like, okay, now I've done it. Now I'm categorized now, as sexually active. Yeah, now I can I get like, to check that box. I get to tell my doctor that I'm sexually active. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, don't stress yourself out. It it takes time, especially. I mean, I don't know where you're from, so that's the other thing. Like, if you're in LA, honey, no problem. Go to New York or LA. Just walk around the street, someone will try to fuck you. But, like, <laughs> I'm sure it's harder if you're in, like, a southern state or, you know, um, a place that might not be as open as some bigger cities. But good luck with it. I can really only say swipe right on Tinder. <laughs> swipe right, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm so out of the dating game. What are we, like, how are we giving good dating advice? We're so out of the dating game. I know. <laughs> Um, but good luck, Eureka. We believe in you. Maybe we should move on to the next question. Okay. All right, guys. Next question is from Maria. And the subject line of this one is friends dropping you. And I'm assuming they're not saying from a great height. <laughs> Did you know I was going to make that joke? No, I didn't. It kind of hit me. I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> yeah, you didn't because it was dropped on you. Okay. Yo, what's poppin', says Maria. So you've touched before on the fact that you're allowed to drop people you don't want in your life anymore. However, how do you deal with being the person that was dropped? My best friend recently decided she no longer wants to be friends with me. We used to call ourselves sisters, and I trusted her with my life, so this really wasn't expected. She told me it wasn't that I did anything specific to make her upset, but more like she didn't have fun hanging out with me anymore. 
My self-confidence is already pretty low, so this is just another blow that leaves me wondering, what's so wrong with me? I love listening to you both, and thank you if you answer this. Well, Maria, that sucks. First off, I'm so sorry. That's the worst. I know that feeling big time, and it is not fun. It also sounds like your friend that's dropped you is just being an immature little turd. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know... People don't just do that. No. In the real world. No. People don't just go, no, you're not my friend anymore. No. Not decent people. No. So you shouldn't feel like something's wrong with you. You should try and come up with what's wrong with that person. <laughs> Me, turn the spite around. <laughs> well, it's just, you know, you can't, like, if someone's been, like, gonna go, like, mm, you're not my friend anymore. We it's shouldn't like, be friends. Fine, yeah, we're not. Then. Yeah, like, what type of person is that? Yeah, that is really weird. I mean, seriously, as, like, an adult, could you ever imagine one of your friends, like, one of our friends coming up to us and being like, I just don't really have fun hanging out with you anymore. No, you would, if you were having a problem with someone, you'd go up to them and be like, listen, here's what I'm thinking. Here's These, the dealio. This is what I've been thinking about. Mm. And then you'd have a conversation about it. You wouldn't just go, mm, you're not really fun to hang out with anymore, so, bye. That sounds like someone who's very immature. Yeah. Like, who can't, who can't, like, describe her feelings well enough to actually give a reason as to why she is, like, wanting to distance herself. So her only excuse is, you're not fun to hang out with. It's like, no, there's something else that you're not saying, and or you're just kind of a dick, and you, like, I don't know, want to go into the eighth grade with a fresh slate? I don't know. <laughs> like, why would you ever do that to someone? I will never understand that. Maria, you need to just waltz in there, find another group of people... And be like, sorry. And then, you know, she comes crawling back and is like, actually, JK, I want to be friends. Be like, have you seen my posse? Yeah, I roll deep, so... Have you seen my crew? And then now now they'll appear behind you, like Mm -hmm. in like a uniform Mm -hmm. way. Kind of like Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah. And they're like, they're all doing poses. Yep. And they're in tuxedos. Yep. I think that's how it works. Yeah. When you get revenge on someone. And they're like, Maria, is there a problem here? Mm. Oh, they're like, she's she's like, she's like, no, guys. She's like, don't worry, Steve, I got it. Um, So. So. (laughs) How big is your budget for this revenge fantasy? Because we can make some real stuff happen for you. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about (laughs) it. I mean, it's just weird. I mean, don't let yourself feel any worse than you already do about this. This happens to, I feel like, everyone in high school. Like, this happened to me in high school. I had friends say that they were done with me and they dropped me. And it really hurt for a long time because I always thought that I did something wrong. But I think sometimes you have to think about it as, like, maybe we both just aren't compatible anymore. You're at an age where you grow up so much and things change so much and you start seeing new things and thinking new things. And sometimes all those things just don't align as much anymore. Like, where I grew up, I I don't think I could have a friend from my hometown that gets me the way that all of my my friends that I've developed over time in different cities and countries. Like, those friends are friends that I worked on and, like, molded and really appreciated. Whereas the friends that I had in my hometown were always just kind of like, well, you're here, so we're doing this. Not that I don't love people from Arkansas, but it's just like a different mentality when you're in high school. Yeah, it's it's interesting because... One of the big learning curves in my life is learning that your school friends, although probably going to be, might be friends for, for life, aren't going to be 
or might not be your best friends in your life. Yeah. Like you might know these people from your school for the rest of your life and see them at things and hang out with them. And mm-hmm. I know I have um, maybe like two or three friends that I know I'll always be friends with and they really are like some of my best friends, but I don't see them that often. Instead, I have a whole new group of friends which I've developed, yeah, over like years of meeting people and seeing new things. And I think it's that learning curve is, you know, understanding that you're going to meet people that aren't in your school that will have the same thoughts and mindset as you mm-hmm. and um, won't drop you as a friend because they're normal people. Yeah, who don't do that kind of shit. So it's it's, <laughs> it's a learning curve and it's just realizing that there are other people out there who are just going to be like good friends yeah and good friends that will want to be friends with you and if they if they don't if they are having a problem with you will tell you rather than just drop you yeah exactly it's something that's developed over time so good luck because i know it's really frustrating but you know all of those kind of things any kind of friendship that you have is always long term it takes a while for things to develop and if it's if it's quick and it's easy that's not a bad thing but it's good to hold out for the for the long-term friends. Yeah. It's good to hold out for them. All right, kiddos. So uh, let's take a little break between... Hey, we always feel weird sometimes. We've got a lot of questions left. But I wanted to take a quick little detour to talk about Warby Parker, today's sponsor on Crash on My Couch. Whoop, whoop, whoop. As you guys know, I have worked with Warby Parker in the past. I have done a ton of YouTube videos with them because I love their glasses. And I love their free home try-on kit. That's like my favorite thing in the world. I do hauls of them all the time, trying them on, asking you guys what you think. And it's really fun because it's like... I get to test out all these different glasses that I would never normally see, all in the comfort of my own home. And as someone who loves being at home, that's kind of nice. Thanks to Warby Parker for supporting our podcast. Warby Parker make amazing, high-quality, stylish, and affordable glasses that start at only $95, including prescription lenses, which if you wear glasses, you know that's nuts. Plus, lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, which is dope. And Warby Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free with their home try-on program. And I love the Home Try-On program. It allows you to order five pairs of glasses shipped directly to your door, where you can try them on in the comfort of your own home, and get feedback from your friends, your family, your dogs, your cats, your parrots. They probably have a lot to say. One of my favorite pairs was the Louise, and I really like the pinky color. I think it was called Grapefruit Fizz? Nope. Elderflower Crystal. They come up with the best names ever. But they're very vintage looking, very kind of like 50s, 60s, which I'm really into. And what I like about their glasses is that they always have like a pair that's kind of a lighter tone. And then I swear they always have a tortoiseshell color like right next to it. And that's <laughs> my favorite. If you want like a darker pair, you can get one in the same frame as one that's in a lighter pair. I feel like they just do a really good job with their color matching. So keep the frames for five days before sending them back using the prepaid return shipping label with no obligation to purchase. So that's all for free. You can just do that for free, which is crazy. And when you place an order for prescription glasses, you can have them in your hands within 10 business days. And they usually arrive even faster than that. And one of the coolest parts of Warby Parker, which is my favorite thing, is that for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Yay, Warby Parker. Try them for yourself by going to warbyparker.com crash to order your free home try-on kit with free shipping all around. And if you can't decide on a pair yourself, download the Warby Parker app available for iPhone and iPad and create a video of you in your home try-on frames, which you can easily share with friends and family to help you pick a winner. That's warbybucker.com slash crash to order your free home try-ons. Thank you for sponsoring Crash on My Couch this week. Okay, moving on. Uh, 
Okay, so next question. This is from Lauren. Uh, she says, Hi, Will and Arden. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. We are so far, even though it is 7 in the morning now. I am writing to you guys to ask a question that is constantly on my mind every single day. The question being, do you ever feel like something was supposed to happen between you and another person or just a situation in general, but doesn't? I'm not exactly sure how to explain it, so I'm hoping you guys can understand what I mean. Side note, I wanted to share one of my favorite quotes with you. Everything that you're going through is preparing you for what you asked for. <laughs> Much love, Lauren Ashley. That's sweet. Um, yes, I know exactly what you mean. It's kind of that, like, ennui. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like the what what could have actually happened between us? Oh, what, 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 what if we had, what if I had done this one thing? What if I had like used my right foot to step into the street instead Mm. of my left and now I'd be a movie star. You know what I mean? Like butterfly effect style. Yes. I can't let those kind of things get to me too much. When I was a little bit younger and still like establishing who I was, I really took that to heart a lot just because I really didn't want to make the wrong mistakes. I wanted to do the right things so that I could put myself in a place where I would be, like successful and happy in my life but that's like a lot of pressure to put on yourself to make the right decision every day so that's one reason why i've kind of tried to stay away from butterfly effect-esque feelings yeah also like mistakes like make you who you are yeah question your decisions in general like whatever you decide i'm i'm kind of of the mentality that whatever is meant to happen happens yes because it does happen yes in this universe you ate the churro that gave you food poisoning and you threw it up. And as you were throwing up in the trash can, a, a really cute boy held your hair for you and then got your number afterwards. Nice. You know what I mean? When you first took a bite of that poison-laden churro, you probably didn't think, this is going to end up with a boyfriend. But then... This is a, a bizarre <laughs> situation you, you come up with. I guess it's pretty creative for you for seven years. Churro? Where are they? Are they I in- was thinking like a state fair. <laughs> or Disneyland. Or Disneyland. Ooh. That's cute. They've just got off Space Mountain. Oh, no. Uh, we're not doing it. She rolls over to the stand, buys a churro. Mm-hmm. That'll be one dollar, ma'am. Thank you, sir. Grabs it, grabs a churro. Walks on over. She takes a bite and goes, mm, something's not right about this. Ooh. Walks down the trash can and she's like, oh, wait, something's definitely not right about that. Goes to run to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Can't make it to the bathroom. <gasps> Bang. In the bin. Everyone's watching. Everyone's laughing. It's a nightmare. But there's a lighter edge to it. A boy, a strapping young boy walks no, over. I'm not. <laughs> grabs your hair and goes, Don't worry, little lady, I'll take care of this. I would run in fear. <laughs> if someone came up behind me, grabbed my hair and said, Little lady. <laughs> but he's in a tuxedo and is really cool looking. Oh. And he's got an accent. Oh. And he's also really nice. Oh, okay. And then he takes you and goes, Vomit or no vomit? I still did go. That's what you wanted to end on. That was the thing that you had to curate Gets for a second. Number. That's the beginning of a relationship. Cool. So, Lauren, I hope that helped so much. That. I felt like I painted a really good picture. You did. I saw it. I saw the crowds. I saw. The, I felt the embarrassment. I felt the sting of embarrassment. Ooh, and then the heckling and the cackling. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. The one thing that doesn't fit with it... No, I'll say two things that don't really fit in this story. Okay. One is Disneyland, so nothing is poisoned. You know they check that shit, like, every ten minutes. That's true. It is pristine. And if and anything to go off from previous episodes, it's also haunted. Oh, yeah. That's true. Ooh, the haunted churro. That makes me more sense. So, you know, we, we're not going spooky story. We're going romantic story here. Aw, that's sweet. No spooky stories for us. <laughs> 
what were we even talking about? Oh, right. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't, don't cry over spilt milk, uh, that sort of thing, romantically. <laughs> nice. As far as, like, romantic stuff goes, I also spent a long time of my, a long portion of my single life being like, oh man, if only he had just, like, been chatted with me for a little bit longer, he would have gotten to know me or whatever. But I swear, everyone I met was just, like, not meant to be. And I could feel it. Even after, like, I was done hanging out with them. Like, I could feel that they weren't meant to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just, like, this sixth sense, I think, that you have. So I think what you're doing is, like, second-guessing your initial gut reaction. So don't second-guess it. Don't second-guess it. You're where you're meant to be. Okay, so here's another friendship-related one. I like this one because it's a little bit of a different perspective. This uh, this asker asked to be anonymous, so I will not mention her name. But she says, Dear Arden and Will, I'm experiencing very deep loneliness. I was friends with a group of three girls for over a decade and had what I now realize was an extremely emotionally codependent relationship. Last year, I started becoming more and more involved in the music program at my school and became incredibly close with a group of seniors. When I had more time, I tried to reconnect with the old group of friends and they had closed the circle behind me. Now that my senior friends have graduated, I feel incredibly alone. Even though I had never had a fight with the old group of girls, we still vaguely smile at each other. I don't know them anymore. I've tried connecting with new people, but have yet to be truly accepted, and my chest just feels like someone has put the weight of the world on it. I have anxiety, and normally talk to f- talking to friends is really healthy for me, but I feel like that support system has collapsed. How do I stop feeling like shit, slash stop becoming a wreck whenever I see my old group of friends, stop feeling like my graduated friends have abandoned me, even though I love them all and know they wouldn't just pack up and go? <clears throat> I think, and this kind of comes back to what we were saying earlier, which is you will meet so many people in your life. You will just meet so many people. You just you just do. Mm-hmm. In the last like five years of my life I have met so many people. And some of them are now my friends, some of them aren't some of them are better friends than other ones. Some of them have more of a lasting impact in my life. Um, but the point is that senior friends or no senior friends, friends in your year or no friends in your year, there are going to be other people you are going to meet probably very soon in some way or another. If, if you go to college, you meet some people there. If you don't go to college and you start working, you'll meet some people through work. You wouldn't believe where you meet people. Yeah. That's the big thing. Cause I'm, I was quite a shy person, still quite a shy person. And I think, I always felt like it would be difficult to meet friends. And I feel like I haven't ever struggled with that problem. No, no. And I think it's just, you just, it is just down to just meeting people. And maybe if you're an introvert, someone making the initial move and to having a conversation and you'd be like, okay, this person's nice. Yeah. And it just goes from there. And then you meet their friends and then you meet those person's friends. And then it's just this spider web that keeps on growing and growing and growing. And then mm-hmm. those people meet your other friends and it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I would try not to get so bogged down by um, being worried about meeting people because you will meet new friends. You should focus on yourself. It sounds like you've just started a new music program. So you should focus on that if you're yeah, interested in that. Yeah, totally. Um, and 
do you. And if you meet people along the way, which you will, then jump at that. But don't stress yourself about meeting friends. And also, don't stress yourself, stress yourself about hanging out with shitty friends who, yeah. like, close the friend circle gate on you. Like, that's just <laughs> Like, that's even a thing. Like, ew. That's so stupid. I know what you mean. That was a good answer, babe. I don't even know if I can add anything to that. That was a really good answer. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing that I can add is you obsess over not having friends or, like, be feeling like you're out of out of the loop until you stop caring. And I feel like the moment I stopped caring about feeling like I didn't have any friends was when I was comfortable enough with myself to make friends that really mattered. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like my personality had developed to that point where I'd been so independent and done things on my own that I could then be in a friend group and feel comfortable rather than constantly feeling like I have to prove myself. Yes. And now I feel like I could just, like, fuck around with any of our friends. Yeah. <laughs> and be, like, you know, so comfortable with them because I know that they're real friends. Yes. And I'm, I, we're going to say this over and over again anytime we talk about friends, but it is a time thing. It's just a time thing. And speaking of time things, I have to go head out because I have to get on set in the next 30 minutes. Wow. <laughs> so, um, on that note, thank you guys so much for all of your questions. Everyone who asked them, if you guys have any further questions, if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, Oh, I could use some advice. Feel free to send your questions to crash on my couch show at gmail.com. That's crash on my couch show at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'll try to do another one of these episodes like every month or every couple months because, um, they're really fun to do. Um, but either way, thank you guys so much for listening. Will, anything to add? No. Thank you guys, as always. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you all next week. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Crash on My Couch would not be Crash on My Couch without the help of these wonderful people. Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you, guys. <laughs>